friends, and welcome back to Movies, Munchies, and Moscato. I am Rhonda. And I am Rochelle. We're just a couple of friends who love movies, television, and of course, wine. If that's something that interests you, please stick around and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now it's time for movie and TV news and pulp culture discussion. First off, I'd like to say a hearty welcome back. <laughs> Hope everyone enjoyed their, their Halloween adventures. A hearty welcome back is right. <laughs> so first up, um, Sweet Magnolias has been renewed for a season four on Netflix. As you know, if you've been longtime listeners, this is a show that I love watching, so I'm very happy because it left off on the semi-cliffhanger, um, so I'm excited about that. James McAvoy will make his directorial debut with a movie about two Scottish men who conned the international music industry. I'm honestly curious about this. Those who don't know James McAvoy, he's um, known for, I um, mean, he played the one, the young, um, uh, per, oh my gosh, Professor <laughs> Xavier on the X, the newer X-Men movies. Also, he was in that movie um, Wanted. He played um, that scariest split personality guy in the movie Split. So he's done oh, a lot of things. So I like him. Yeah, so this will be his first um, movie that he's directed. It's so funny, I forgot he was Scottish. In my mind, I thought he was Australian. But yes, he is a Scottish man. Um, Lionsgate is moving forward with a Highlander reboot. This one will be starring Henry Cavill. Yay! I must admit, I was never a fan of the Highlander movies. My dad used to be into them when I was growing up, and I was just, I'd watch them with him because I'm sitting there and I'm like, these are not interesting to me but because it's Henry Cavill of course I'll you know I'll probably give it a whirl <laughs> um, Paramount Plus has canceled Rabbit Hole and Fatal Attraction after just one season oh, two shows no I did watch two shows I did like although I do think Fatal Attraction it ended in a way which I don't think it needed to come back that's fine but Rabbit Hole it was so good with Keith or Sutherland and uh, I'm irritated I've not, not seen that one you should still watch it it still it had closure so you're not going to be like Ooh, but I still oh I, good there could have been more like to expand on but okay oh well. um, House of the Dragon season 2 on Max will now return in the summer of 2024 I'm so bummed about that <laughs> this is one that actually kept filming when the strike first started because since they were filming in Europe they were allowed to keep filming so they have filmed it but I'm, sh- I'm guessing probably because of the effects and stuff that it's just not going to come back till summer of 2024. Um, Euphoria season three on Max will now not return until 2025. Why? Because of Zendaya's busy film schedule. Wow. They filmed any season three. They had a cast member that unfortunately passed away as well. So they don't even oh, get, get right. to film until next year at some point. And then obviously that's why you will not see it again now till 2025. It's unfortunate. Unfortunate. Um, Superman and Lois on the CW um, will end with a shortened season four in 2024. You guys, I did start watching this and I did like it. I don't. I just let it drop off. Not. I don't even know why, but I did. I did start to watch it and enjoy it. So, but for those of you who do watch it, just know it has one more season, and then it's donezo. Then the last and most important news: the SAG after strike is finally over Thank for the actors. Heavens. Everyone can get back to work. So 2024 may be rescued. Right. People can get back to work, and the remaining movies and TV shows that are coming out for the rest of the year can now be promoted, whereas they couldn't before. So I think that's awesome. I'm glad they finally, I mean, God, three, has it been three and a half, three months? I can't exactly remember. It's been a while. It's been a long while, people. So I'm happy they finally got that all done. So movies and TV shows out this week. We'll go through um, the last three weeks for you to let you know anything you might have missed. So um, first up, 
for week three. <laughs> we have Five Nights at Freddy's. This was released in theaters and simultaneously on Peacock. And it stars Josh Hutcherson and Elizabeth Lale. So a troubled security guard begins working at Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria. Mm. While spending his first night on the job, he realizes the late shift at Freddy's won't be so easy to make it through. Apparently this is based on a very popular video game um, from what I've heard. Um, I was going to watch it. As you know, I'm not the biggest proponent of scary movies. And I've actually heard that it actually has some pretty good scariness to it. And it's creepy. Well, I want to know what the deal is with all the crazy happenings going on at some of the movie theaters that it's playing at. Oh, I haven't heard of that. Yeah, like some riots and some some weird things that have gone on. And maybe it's just uh, around Halloween or something. But, yeah, it, oh. it, there were a couple of places. I'd have to get more details on okay. that. Okay, I hadn't heard that. Oh. But I wonder. And, and it seemed like real. It wasn't like someone maybe trying to do promote. No, no. No. Okay. Interesting. It was. I have to look rather odd. <laughs> um, then... Um, we had Pain Hustlers. This is a movie on Netflix starring Emily Blunt and Chris Evans. Um, yes, this is another thing about, you know, opioids, but, you know, different take on it, of course. So after losing her job, a woman who's struggling to raise her daughter takes a job out of desperation. She begins work at a failing pharmaceutical startup, but what she doesn't anticipate is the dangerous racketeering scheme she suddenly entered. Uh. Um, I was going to, I probably still will watch it because I do like Emily Blunt. I do like Chris I Evans. Do too. So, you know, why not? Let's see, what's, let's see what this take on the opioid epidemic is. Okay, so for last week, um, we have Priscilla. This is in theater starring Callie Spaney and Jacob Alordi as Elvis. So when teenager Priscilla um, Bolau, I never understand how to pronounce her maiden name, but meets Elvis Presley at a party, the man who's already a meteoric rock and roll superstar becomes someone entirely unexpected in private moments, a thrilling crush, an ally in loneliness, and a gentle best friend. I would see this probably just once it gets on streaming, but um, this is based on Priscilla's memoir called Elvis and Me. And what's funny is I am old enough to remember when this was already made into a TV miniseries back in the late 80s, early 90s. I remember it. And I remember liking it. Wow. Well, all right. <laughs> so when I, when I heard I was like, oh, there's, okay, this decided to do that. It's, obviously, it's a lot, that was a long time ago, but I remember thinking it was a good story then. I remember being surprised because I didn't know all the ins and outs of theirs and how young she was when they first like got together. It's just, you know, 14. That's just crazy. I mean, right. I know she claims he was a perfect gentleman and never, like, they never had, you know, any type of sexual relations till she was 18. I'm going to go with it. It's still weird, though, to me. I'm like, whatever. It is, it is weird. I agree. Right. You know, the fact that her parents were just like, I mean, I think I guess they had some concerns, but they were just like, okay, hang out with Elvis. Um, next, we have What Happens Later. Um, this is also in theaters. It stars Meg Ryan and David Duchovny. Now, Meg Ryan has not been around a while. Well, I know. Cool. I was thinking about that. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Right? Um, so snowed in at a regional airport overnight, ex-lovers Willa and Bill realize they're still attracted to each other, but also still equally annoyed with each other. As they unpack the riddle of their mutual past and compare their lives to the dreams they once shared, they begin to wonder if their reunion is a mere coincidence or something more enchanted. Hmm. So, looks cute. Again, probably something I'll wait till streaming, but um, it does look like a cute little movie. Then we have Locked In. This is a movie on Netflix starring Famke Janssen and Anna Friel. A kindly nurse tries to unlock the secrets of a coma patient's injury and discovers the bitter rivalry, infidelity, oh. betrayal, and murder behind them. This actually looks really good. I do want to watch this. I watched the little trailer on that on Netflix. And I was yeah. like, ooh, I don't want to see that. It's intriguing. <laughs> 
Um, then we have season seven of Selling Sunset on Netflix. I did actually start watching I got the first two episodes of this last weekend. I did too. Weekend. So still, I'm good. Not that far though. Imagine that. <laughs> then we have Fingernails. This is a new movie on Apple TV starring Jesse Buckley, Riz Ahmed, and Jeremy Allen White. So Anna and Ryan have found true love, and it's proven by a controversial new technology. There's just one problem, as Anna still isn't sure. Then she takes a position at a love testing institute and meets Amir. This is one of those movies, I swear, probably was at like a film festival, because it just sounds weird enough, independent enough of that type of show. Um, So it's not grabbing me at all, I can honestly say. (laughs) Then we have Black Cake. This is a new series on Hulu starring Adrian Warren and Bashy. So Eleanor Bennett loses her battle with cancer, leaving her children a flash drive that holds untold stories of her journey from the Caribbean to America. The stories shock her children and challenge everything they know about their family's origin. I am interested in this. It gives me a vibe of... um, There was a miniseries back in the day with um, Halle Berry um, called Queenie. That's the vibe I get. If y'all are in your 40s old enough to remember that one. Um, then we have Quiz Lady. This is a movie on Hulu starring Aquafina, Sandra O, oh, and Will Ferrell. So, not Will Ferrell, called Will Ferrell. <laughs> Will Ferrell. <laughs> Will Ferrell. So Anne and her estranged train wreck of a sister, Jenny, must work together to help cover their mother's gambling debts. When Anne's beloved dog is kidnapped, they set out on a wild cross-country trek to get the cash. This looks funny. I do want to watch this. There's so, there's so many things out. I know. There really are. <laughs> and then finally for last week, we have Lawman Bass Reeves. This is a new thing from Taylor Sheridan, the man who does not quit. So this is on Paramount+. Plus. Stars David Oello, Donald Sutherland, and Dennis Quaid. Um, so from Taylor Sheridan and David Oello, the untold story of the first black U.S. Marshal, Bass Reeves. Oh, wow. Um, it is a real, a true story. I was just reading that. Unlike other Taylor Sheridan stuff, he this is the only thing that's ever been based on a real person. Um, originally, um, it was going to be kind of like a spinoff, I guess, of all, like, eight, was it 1883 maybe? Or one of those two. But then in the end, it's like, it has nothing to do with those two things. It's his own story just set in the past. So, looks cool. Probably will check it out. Okay, so for this week, we have The Marvels in theaters starring Brie Larson, Iman Vellani, Tiana Paris, and Samuel L. Jackson. So Captain Marvel has reclaimed her identity from the tyrannical Kree and has taken revenge on the supreme intelligence. However, unintended consequences see her shouldering the burden of destabilized universe. When her duties sent her to an Worm, I'll just say wormhole linked to a Kree revolutionary, her powers become entangled with two other superheroes to form The Marvels. I'm actually going to see this this weekend. Looking forward to it. As you know, I've watched all the Marvel movies. I just finished Loki season two last night, which, y'all, I cried at the end. Uh-oh. A show is never like, I was like, it just, wow. It's a really good series. I digress. Um, anyway, I'll let you know how the Marvels is. Then we have The Holdovers in theaters starring Paul Giamatti and Dominic Sessa. So a curmudgeonly instructor at a New England prep school remains on campus during Christmas break to babysit a handful of students with nowhere to go. He soon informs and likely bond with a brainy but damaged troublemaker and with the school's head cook, a woman who just lost a son in the Vietnam War. This sounds really good, too. Um, it looks like, I think it was like at the, I want to say film, different film festivals that was happening um, earlier, like Sundance and Toronto and all those fun things. So looking to that. Then we have The Killer. This is a movie on Netflix starring Michael Fassbender and Tilda Swinton. 
So solitary, cold, methodical, and unencumbered by scruples or regrets, a killer waits in the shadows watching for his next target. Yet the longer he waits, the more he thinks he's losing his mind, if not his cool. This actually looks really cool. It got really good reviews at the Cannes Film Festival, I want to say. Um, so it's really cool that Netflix picked it up. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Then we have The Curse. This is a series on Showtime starring Emma Stone and Nathan Fielder. So Whitney and Asher Siegel are a newlywed couple struggling to bring their vision for eco-conscious housing to the small community of Espanol, New Mexico. But their efforts are complicated by an alleged curse and an eccentrically flawed reality TV producer, Dougie, who sees opportunity in their story. As the series unfolds, the couple finds themselves caught in a mysterious web of ethical and moral gray zones, all while trying to keep their relationship afloat and conceive a child. This looks very interesting, a little different. Um, Nathan Fielder, who's playing the other half of the couple, apparently is the producer and I believe writer of this show. So, you know, we always like a good take on a, 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 a house flipping story. So we'll have to see how that is. So that is three weeks worth of um, releases for you to take a look at, grapple with, watch, all the things. I'm, there's so much here I'm looking forward to as well in this November month. So what have we been watching these past few weeks? So for me, I went and saw Saw 10 in theaters. Um, this, of course, started returning Tobin Bell. This uh, number 10, where enough, takes place between movies one and two. So you got to fill in a little bit of the gap of what we didn't know about happened when two started, because you could tell when two started that um, a lot had probably happened. So um, I really enjoyed this. Um, it was a little bit slower of a, of a feel than most movies, which was great. Um, but of course the gore still kicked in, but it, it took a bit to get there, but I liked actually the different um, feel of this. You had um, an antagonist who almost <laughs> had the same type of mindset as Jigsaw, which was very, which was very interesting. Um, it was a good push and pull. Um, so I really did like it. I guess I can't really say too much about the plot without giving away it too much for those who may have not seen them all. So I won't say too, just know that it was a really good show, still gory but it was very entertaining. Um, it was a good return to form. And I think what makes it work too is that, you know, they wisely brought back the actual Jigsaw um, as the lead actor in this because it, it, it really works best when he's involved. So if I were to rate this, I would definitely give it a four wine corks out of five. It was um, a good time at the movie theater. Then I watched um, The Fall of the House of Usher on Netflix. Um, this was a pretty good series. It was very creepy. I did jump a lot because I had a lot of jump scares. Um, but it was an interesting story. Um, I did like it. It was a quick watch um, with only eight episodes, um, each focusing on a different um, Usher child. Um, it, was just, it was a very good story. They were based off the um, poems of Ed Edgar Allan Poe each episode. Um, so I could tell if you'd read some of the poems, you probably would have got more of the nuances of the sh of that particular episode, but it was still a great watch, I thought, um, otherwise. Um, everyone did a really good job um, in the show, um, and apparently most of the people from um, Mike's other series, like um, House on Haunted Hill, or The Haunting of Bly Manor, and then Midnight Mass, he uses the same actress for all those. I haven't watched yeah. all the other ones because I'm not into, as you guys and know. And I've I'm watched not, all those. I'm not into creepy stuff, so <laughs> this is the only thing I've watched by him. 
but I did I did enjoy it. But he does use a lot of the same. But I thought it was slow starting. What did you so, think? Yeah, it did start slow. It wasn't honestly until I want to say four episode. No, four it was honestly, no, it was, I thought the second episode is what grabbed oh, me. The okay. first was slow, but the second one I was like, okay, okay. Once the action picks up on people dying, of course. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> And then I watched season one of Gen V on Amazon. This is, of course, a spinoff of the Boys series. If you guys have ever seen those about mm-hmm. superheroes and the chaos that they cause in the real world, this um, focuses on younger generation in college. It's a college for superheroes. Wow, it was really, really good. It still kept the essence of the Boys, but it was its, it had its very own identity. Love, love, love. Um, all the actors, main actor Marie. Um, um, the character Marie, she was really good. She's a bloodbender. Then you have Golden Boy, who um, super strong, can fly. Um, he can basically light himself on fire. That, that's a great character. You had Polarity, who um, was able to bend metal. Um, you had Jordan, who this was interesting. They basically they shape shifted. If 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 they were a girl, they could put out. Um, I guess you could call it like power blast, but when they when they changed back into a boy, then they were super strong. Like it was very hard to penetrate um, or um, get past them when they were in boy form. That that was pretty cool. And then you had um, oh gosh, what was her name? Kate. There we go. Kate, um, whose power was it? Which she touched you, she could make you do anything that she wanted so it was such it was everyone had cool powers so it was, it was in a crazy season it ended on a crazy note had some cameos from some characters from the boys um so i'm very happy it got renewed for a season two because it did end on a cliffhanger can't wait to see more of this um next year when the season comes out it's like it's gonna be a long wait it was so good and then finally, I had Tucker. I watched Tucker and Dale versus Evil, a movie on Peacock. It's a few years old, but it was just—it was comedy horror, you guys. As, as I've said many times, I don't like horror, but this was so funny. Um, you know, these two um, rednecks run into some college kids, and everything happens honestly is because of the the, the college kids' own doing. These two guys are not hurting anybody. <laughs> the college kids basically are killing and hurting themselves. It was, it was, it's, it's very, it's pretty funny. I would honestly give it a watch. I, I think it'd be very entertaining. <laughs> I would give that movie probably three and a half um, wine corks out of five. It was just very, a very cool watch. And that's what I watched. Awesome. Well, I've watched so many different things over the past several weeks. Um, but, you know, they've been series for the most part, so they've taken a while. Like, the first one was Bones on Netflix. It's a time travel movie, and it is the craziest thing. There's, like, a dead body that shows up in, like, 18, 1889 or something like that. And then fast forward to um, 19, uh, gosh, what was it, 1941. Fast forward to 19... Uh, 1920 what was it and sorry uh, 1920 something and then then we're into the 2000s and it's the same dead body that has that has gone through different um, time travels oh and so you'd see him in different it's 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 even hard to explain mm-hmm. but I'm like it's brilliant I think it's pretty brilliant and then so you can see what's happening like, you know there's going to be something devastating happening in, you know, 20-something. But the guy who's going to do it 
goes back in time to the 1800s to start planting the seed of moving forward. It, it's it's super crazy. Hmm. Okay. It, I thought I thought it was I thought it was pretty cool and pretty brilliant. So um, give that one a whirl if you haven't seen that one. And then you know I'm a, I love documentaries and one of them is JFK. It's called One Day in America and it's on IMDb. I've cut the cord, so I, I'm seeing all these new shows on like you know movie movie stations I've never watched before. And this is one of them, but it talks about the day that um, JFK was killed and all these weird things that went down that some make sense and some don't. So, you know, the mm-hmm. conspiracies just fly. Oh, okay. um, I've been watching Glow Up. I started over with, with episode one. Sorry, sorry, season one. And um, I think it's just so cool. It's that weird British show. Um, on you know the makeup things, like mm-hmm. just make designs, makeup designs, and and how creative these young kids are. They're just amazing. Um, and then Six Feet Under started watching it. That was a that was a big deal. What? How long ago? Six Feet Under with Michael C. Um, Hall. I want to say it's, it has been at least twenty years. Yeah. If Dexter last, yeah, it had at least been twenty years. And. I started watching that kind of late, but it was I only saw a few of a few episodes and I really liked it. So I'm going back to the beginning. I get to watch it over. So oh, okay. Anyway, but yeah, it's been keeping me busy. So that's what <laughs> I've been doing. That's awesome. Some good ones. Now we have some movie trailer talk. So first up, we have a new Jason Statham movie. Yippee. Yay for me. Um, it's called The Beekeeper. This will be out January 12th of next year. Um, you know, when I heard the title, I was like, huh? So, basically, a beekeeper um, is someone, it's a, it's a secret sect, of course, of like the CIA or something like that. And so Jason Statham is a beekeeper, but of course, um, on his off time, it looks like he also is someone who cares for bees. Um, Felicia Rashad looks like he, she stars as a caregiver, um, helper to him who unfortunately um, passes away and um, he goes on a revenge um, spree against those she held responsible. Basically, we're looking at, um, you know, fraudsters who who steal people's life savings. That's the gist, which I think is an awesome concept. Um, You know, although most of us, of course, aren't going to go around hurting and or killing people who do such things, but it's cool to live out your fantasy through, I think, a movie. So, wouldn't you say? Yes, very much so. So, um... And, and as I said, and it's I, Jason Statham. Yeah, we like all of Jason Statham stuff, so I definitely an easy watch, I think. Then we have Ferrari. This is out this December 25th, starring Adam Driver as Ferrari and Penelope Cruz. Um, this looks good. One of those, you know, you always have in December, you know, the serious movies for Oscar consideration, and you t- I can tell this is one of them, along with like Napoleon that we've talked about already. Um, you know, real life biopic on somebody. It looks good. I'm not some you know some of these it's hard for me to watch because I feel like it's going to be long, very dramatic, maybe not that entertaining. <laughs> the trailer didn't grab me for this, but it's probably good. Adam Driver, man, he can do so much. I mean, when I first, it doesn't even look like him. Every movie, he can honestly completely transform himself. It's like you think about how he looked in um, House of Gucci, and then now how he's looking in Ferrari think about how he looked in the Star Wars films it's like he's very good at changing his um 
his look. So anyway, I, this this will probably be good. It's just not something that I'm you know prone to see, but I would have a look at the the trailer. And then finally, Iron Claw. Now this looks super dramatic, but I am interested. Again, it's another real life story. This will be out December twenty second. Stars Zac Efron, Jeremy Allen White, and Harris Dickinson. Um, you know about the Von the Von um, Von Claw family. Um, and the tragedy I ended up reading all about, I didn't realize all of them had died. This is not, you know, breaking news. They, they died years ago, and the movie is just coming out about them now. Family of wrestlers who, except for one living relative now, have all passed away through different tragic circumstances. Um, it looks very interesting. I'm sure, I'll, knowing how sensitive I am, I will cry my eyes out. But I'm interested to see how the story <laughs> plays out once I read that they'd all passed away. Oh. Um, some within months of each other. I was like, what? So, um, yeah. And Zac Efron looking nothing like how Zac Efron used to look, man. I was like, wow. You know, it's leaving the, the pack here. So, um, anyway, three very um, cool options coming up before the end of the year and also one for the new year. So, it'll be interesting to see all three of those. Yeah. I'm excited, too. Well, thanks so much for listening, everyone. We're glad to be back. We had a fun time, as usual, and we hope you enjoyed it as well. Lots of great things for you to watch, especially with the seasons changing and it getting colder. Um, please give us a review um, or comment, as it really helps us out. And follow us on Instagram at movies underscore munchies underscore Moscato. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for hanging. Thank you, guys.